Welcome in to your Friday edition of Dropping Dimes in the heat of the NBA playoffs. Uh, we're getting close to the conference semi or conference finals, rather. We only have a couple games left before that is settled. I am joined, your host, Matt Nost, is joined by the one and only Josh, aka JTE at JTE Movie Things. How are you, buddy? What's going on, man? I got some basketball things. You know, I got football things. I'm not just tied down to movies. I'm excited to be on this show because. I just been watching so much of this basketball ever since the bubble started. And I remember when I left LA thinking to myself, I'm going to watch everything from March madness <laughs> to the playoffs. I'm going to have so much free time. And then everything got canceled. And yep. I was really worried we weren't going to get basketball back. So when it came back, I was like, I am so ready. And to have basketball and football at the same time is weird, but I'm enjoying it. Oh, it's pretty fantastic. Last night I had two screens going and I'm watching uh, both games and uh, you tweeted at me, you could probably turn off that Laker game now. Yeah. Rockets made it interesting late. That's Yeah, I, I did tune, I did turn back when it was like close to like a five-point game. And I was shocked because they were up by like, I feel like almost 30 at one point before halftime. And I was just like, and not just that, but you watched the body language of the Rockets in that game. They looked like they wanted, they had no, they didn't want to be there. They They were just like, they looked like they were just nonchalant, like, they didn't want to be there, which is crazy because they could have evened up the series. So I, I was just like, oh, they're not going to give a crap. Why should I give a crap? And I was like, football's coming on. I got to see Kansas City destroy the Houston Texans. Uh, well, I mean, it, it was it was a blowout until very late. Yeah. Three-minute three mark uh, in the fourth quarter. The Lakers literally were like, we're up by so much, it doesn't even matter. And they mm-hmm. just started throwing the ball so casually around that – there was an inbounds where it was such an easy steal. It was ridiculous. And then Rockets score. And then they go to uh, Lakers go to inbound the ball again. They throw it over to Davis over on the, the right sideline. And when he turns, he steps out of bounds. And there's another turnover in the Rockets score. And it was just, it was mental lapse after mental lapse because they were up by so much. Mm-hmm. They just didn't seem like they gave a shit anymore. Uh, but the I game mean- was done. It happens a lot. There's a lot of times where you've seen, I mean, even the Celtics had an epic comeback in the playoffs against the Lakers when they were down by like almost 30 and they came back after halftime. So it happens, but you just think when you see LeBron James and AD, and like I said, the body language, that's why I was like, I I just don't see them coming back. So I was pretty surprised to see that it got that close, but that that's Houston. They they're hitting their threes. They could be explosive. And if they don't, they could be dead in the water. And I definitely want to talk about just what Houston is doing and whether this is something, because they're kind of committed to this. They're stuck with these contracts, so they're not going anywhere. Uh, And can this work? And this is like the perfect Mike D'Antoni kind of recipe. This is like what he wants. And it's time for him to like come up with some different ways to try to win these games because I I don't know. I just don't see it. Well, I mean, they were operating without Daniel House, who's – been yeah. a, a big you know important part for them in the playoffs because mm-hmm. he may or may not have bribed we'll say that a covid tester to show up to his room for a little one-on-one testing let's call it that yeah uh although the rocket said we have yet to have any actual proof of wrongdoing as of right now so what is the punishment going to be and nba reports are that all teams that are left are paying attention to this because they want to know what the repercussions are going to be for someone that violates and for house if this ends up being true um like leading into the bubble I was of the firm belief that nobody nobody would do this outside of 
uh, vets who've been around a very long time and mm-hmm. aren't aren't the key stars anymore because they don't care. Whereas Daniel House just established himself in the league this year, and yeah, he has two years left. It's about seven and a half to seven point six million over those two years after the season. But if it ends up he fucked this up, there's a good chance he doesn't play another minute of NBA basketball because he will be blacklisted. Uh, and I just, for that reason, I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to, nobody's going to screw this up. Although he took somebody from technically inside or roughly inside the bubble, but at the same time, it still violated the protocols. Uh, but not having Daniel house last night, that was an offensive punch they've had. And I think that coupled with Harden shot two for 11 from the field, what he made one, three, one, two. Yeah. He made as many free throws like as the Lakers did. Points, right? Did he have like 20 points in free throw attempts? I want to say 16 points Something off free like throw. that. Maybe 20 total. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Like, that's weird. Like, Harden's one of those guys you see the stat sheet and you're like, oh, he had 20? That's He must have been shooting decently. But then you look and you're like, no, he just, which he's always been great at getting to the line. He's like one of the go-to guys for just getting the calls from the refs. Every time he puts his head down, yes. runs in, he gets fouled. And listen, that's effective. But this has been James Harden's resume, man. He he is like one of the best offensive players ever in the regular season. And he'll have spurts in the playoffs. But for the most part, he doesn't show up in the big games. I, disappears. He disappears. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, he didn't attempt one shot. Not one. <laughs> How does that happen? I, I Listen, I feel a little bit the same way with the Celtics. Uh, Kemba Walker, like two games ago that he shot, I think, nine times. And he apologized. Uh, he didn't play very well in that double overtime game to me. I just don't understand how you could be James Harden and know that you could, you know, basically get your shot off step back three all day and just not even attempt that many shots in the fourth quarter. Like I know Russell Westbrook is there, but Russell Westbrook before the bubble happened, he stopped shooting threes. He started going inside smart and yeah. And they were playing great. And everyone was like, Holy crap, this is working. And now they're leaving him open for threes and he's not hitting them. And I don't know why he can't just why he doesn't just go back to the point where he's just driving and and I'm trying to remember this the series just before this when freaking Russell Westbrook had the ball with like seconds to go to win a game and Harden never got to touch it. I don't know like what's going if it's a two alphas kind of thing going on. I don't know. It seems as though in those those high pressure situations, Harden doesn't want the ball. Yeah, he passes it off. He makes weird uh, dunks. And the thing is, if if they're not, they weren't even shooting threes at the rate that they need to if they want to win because they got crushed on the boards. I believe the Lakers had double their boards overall. Yeah, They got crushed on points in the paint. They got crushed on fast break points. I mean, it's it's all these outside of free throws. They didn't win really any other statistical category. So if you're not going to shoot 53s, which is what you need to mm-hmm. legitimately, which is crazy to say aloud with a straight fucking face, and that is their damn game plan is we need to shoot minimum 53s if we're yeah. going to win a game. And it works for them. But, yeah, it, Austin Rivers had five field goals, I believe, in the fourth quarter, and Harden had zero. Like, that, if, if he bitches about, oh, the narrative of, uh, you know, I should be MVP every year. And it's like, I, I, I don't know if Giannis will ever win another one because his teams now get bounced in the second round. So he needs to make a finals, I think, before voters are willing to vote for him again. In the regular yeah. season, well, because it's meaningless. But that's the hard thing because the MVP race is about the regular season. It is when you when you vote for the MVP, you're voting for. The, they should have a playoffs MVP. That should be a separate. Vote. Well, they have a finals MVP. Yeah, but that's roughly. 
literally the last, like, I mean, sometimes some of the players that win those finals weren't great throughout the whole playoffs. They were just yeah. great in the finals. Uh, so for me, again, this is something where it comes like to Harden. And like you said, Giannis, they are amazing in the regular season, but for some reason they can't transition that into the playoffs. And let's be honest, that's where it counts. Uh, I mean, you can be great during the season. That's awesome. You can put the numbers up, but when it comes to great players like Kobe Bryant, you know, Paul Pierce, uh, Jordan. Oh, these are the, listen, I love that you put Paul Pierce on, in the same the fucking tr- breath as Kobe the, Bryant. <laughs> no, but he's the truth. But he was a clutch player. That's what I want to say. Like, yeah, the, yeah, he does. He's got yeah, it. He's very much clutch. So for me, when I think about those players, what makes them b- the better than just some guy who hit, well, you know, had a great season every year was they delivered in the big moments in the big games. I just like what, like you said about Harden. Kobe would never, you know, whether it be good or bad, yeah. he would never not have a shot in the fourth quarter of a playoff game that they needed. Yeah. Uh, he would take over the game. And that's what separates, like, I think in the years from now, that's what's going to separate Harden from some of the best players. Is he one of the best offensive players ever? Of course he is. During the regular season, he's amazing. He has the tools, but he doesn't have that killer instinct. And LeBron, to me, for a long time, had that same issue. LeBron sometimes would disappear in these fourth quarters early in his career in the playoffs. Yeah. He's he's a game manager more than he is somebody that's going to take over the game. Uh, well, now now he can. Now he knows yeah. the rhythm of the game and and who, how to feed the hot hand or just he's he's become now a legitimate in the discussion for goat. I still think it's Jordan, but because mm-hmm. he's he's gotten an outside shot. Like I loved that. Uh, uh, I think it was the first uh, championship series against the Spurs, and the Spurs were like. We're going to back five feet off of you from when you're out near mm-hmm. the three. Go ahead and shoot. Go ahead. And yeah. now you can't do that because he has sat there and developed that game over and over and over again. He really has very few holes, uh, if any, in his game. Um, so, yeah, I think the the Harden, it's him disappearing now in game in games that really, truly matter, and especially late in those games, is going to color the perception of his overall legacy. He will make the Hall of Fame, uh, and he'll go down as one of the best ISO like individuals. He can mm-hmm. get a bucket, but at the same time, is it somebody you want to build a championship around? No, I I wouldn't touch him. No, I, I totally agree. And like they added Russell Westbrook, and he's not that player either. Uh, he, I think he has a great uh, Westbrook has a bigger drive, like to the point where it's a fault. Where I feel like sometimes he'll try to do too much. Yeah. I mean, he, the turnovers have been horrendous for him in this playoffs series and the one before this he's just been really bad he was coming off of injury so you know he came in kind of he was 100 percent. i get that part and he was playing great before the bubble but you could see at times he's just trying so hard uh and i love it in certain other aspects sometimes he goes up for rebounds like he's hustling plays uh but unfortunately you get the good with the bad and there's times where he doesn't give the ball up he's just forcing shots that he shouldn't be taking and it is really weird matchup, and that was one thing when they got Russell Westbrook. I was like, Harden and Westbrook on the same team. It doesn't sound like it should work. And while it did seem to work in the in the regular season for a while there, it doesn't seem to be working in the playoffs. And like you said, the rebounds, I understand that. That's by design. This team is designed not to get rebounds. Yeah. They're designed to be well, you know a small Covington team. and Tucker need to play yeah. you know amongst the trees, and mm-hmm. and they can kind of do it. Uh, but nobody else on the team is really going to help you all that much. I mean, Westbrook will still get a lot of rebounds for a guard Mm -hmm. and Harden can have those games where he gets like seven, eight. It's totally possible. And even though he had a a bad offensive game last night, he still had 10 assists 
And of the 16 passes that he made that would have been qualified to, to, you know, to get an assist, 10 of those were, you know, converted. So the Lakers were throwing numerous various defenders and different schemes doubling up at the top, like basically Mm -hmm. getting the ball out of his hands. And when he created any kind of pressure, uh, it was able to basically get the ball over to a wide open teammate. But if you're not going to shoot, then that's, especially in the fourth, you're not much of a threat, even on your pass. So, uh, you know, I I don't care. Whereas then on the flip side, the Lakers look, Anthony Davis had another 25 plus 15 Mm -hmm. plus game. And he's got seven of those. Now he only trails Shaq for Lakers history by one game from, I think it was 2004. Yeah. He could do this easily. Take it over. Mm -hmm. LeBron had a triple double. uh, And then they got key play from uh, Caruso and Rondo. Rondo, Rondo, baby. Playoff Rondo. (laughs) Dude, just what is this? I remember uh, I was texting um, uh, a guy you don't know, but if you were still playing with us on on Saturdays, he shows up to play on Saturdays. John, he's been a a guest on the show and we were texting um, after game one and or during game one and Rondo pump faked on a three and I just sent him. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that pump fake. Like anybody believes. And then since then, man, he's he's yeah, he's hitting shooting like 50-something-odd percent. He had a, a game where he shot the 72% from three and shot volume threes. You're like, what? what is this? This is bananas. Well, it's like you said with LeBron. I mean, back when he was with Boston, and if he shot a three, I was cringing. Every Like, Rondo just didn't shoot threes back then. No, he didn't all. shoot. And yeah, you know, but that's the thing is when you're an NBA player, especially a veteran, you're able over these years to add some different things to your bag. Again, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he's obviously worked on it in the last well, like few years. This and, series he is. Yeah, and this point, he's like, okay. And you know what? He he would hit a few in New Orleans when he was playing with Anthony Davis back then. Yeah. Like, and he, even though he was more of you know, he's all about, you know, setting other people up, really. Uh, but and it does hurt me to see Rondo in a Lakers jersey. But the, it's been a long time. I loved him in Boston. But that whole team got blown up. Uh so yeah, I agree with you. Like LA, it's it's really hard for Houston because their defense has stepped up quite a bit in the this playoffs overall. And yeah. that's kind of been their Achilles for a while. But I'll say, you know, watching the game, I'm like, all right, you're not gonna stop LeBron, you're not gonna stop AD. Uh they're gonna get their 30 points each. They're gonna yeah. average around 60 points. It's really about those role players of the Lakers, which was the biggest question mark coming into the bubble was how are these, they freaking grabbed J.R. Smith for the love of God <laughs> and threw him on, on the team. Him and Dion Waiters. It's yeah. like, this is a recipe for disaster. They, they just literally like, we need somebody that's decent to be around him. And like Crusoe has been playing pretty well. Uh, so to me, and Kuzma's kind of been, he shows up for like one or two plays a game where it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot Kuzma's on his team. That's a nice play. <laughs> but overall, he's not really somebody you could rely on. Yeah, uh, he's supposed to be the third option, but he yeah, hasn't really materialized as such. Not at all. So for me, to get these points from Rondo, Caruso, and some of our guys coming off the bench, that's all they really need. They just need a decent amount of guys to do decent because you got AD, you got LeBron. Like you said, they're going to kill Houston on the boards. I'm at the point where I'm just looking forward to the Clippers game now. <laughs> like I yeah. can't wait to see that matchup because the size and the defense team Beverly out there, just he's going to be all over everybody in that game. I, I love his defense and Paul George has size. I, I just can't wait for that. I, it's so sad to me that the Clippers Lakers are going to play and no one's going to be able to go watch these games because how awesome would it be to see the oh. LA Lakers and Clippers play in the Lakers stadium, but I'm no, excited for me. 
right there is is it's the, the key legacy. for yeah the Lakers. we've <laughs> talked is. about it on the show numerous times throughout the playoffs like it's it's doesn't matter if it's Clippers game it's a Lakers yep. um, for sure yeah the other you know before we switch off the other thing that I like that Vogel has done is uh, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard are not playing because there's no yeah. no need for their size nope. you already have so much size so just shift Anthony Davis to the five mm-hmm. and then we'll get Markeith Morris in there to play the four and that's your starters right there mm-hmm. and they have no size really to match up when you got Anthony at 6'10". I think Markeith is 6'8 or 6'9". LeBron is 6'7". Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Danny Green is big. Kyle Kuzma is big. Rondo's got long arms yeah. for a short guard. Like, and KCP is 6'6 or so, 6'7". Mm-hmm. Like, they have they have sides getting out of. Now, they'll need those guys, like, uh, uh, against the, the Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers have more size than mm-hmm. the Rockets do. And the Rockets are, you know, as you brought up, designed specifically for this, once they got Capella out of there, yes, it freed up all the lanes. So it makes Westbrook more effective driving mm-hmm. in and Harden because there's just no trees down there and they put four shooters out there. So it's just like wide open lanes, but at the same time, you're going to get crushed on rebounds. So you need to make up for it with three point shooting. And if your best three point shooter, or at least your best volume three point shooter is not even going to tempt them mm-hmm. in the biggest moments of the game. What is the point? And why it over in the chat, Brings up the question, which I've, I've brought up to other guests, and I want to hear your opinion on what do you do with the Rockets going forward? Say they lose this game. They yeah. are cap hamstrung, which you brought up, so they can't. Now, if anybody could, Daryl Morey could. Daryl Morey could find a way, but what do you think is the best game plan for them? I, I It's honestly, it's they're kind of st- have to stay on course. I, I don't know if there's much more they could do. They, they don't want a bigger guy down there. You watch the game, you see Covington and Tucker and they're just like they they look small even though they're their biggest guys they still look small to me when I'm watching the game Tucker's just in the corner setting up for those corner threes and I, I don't know I think you got D'Antonio you got to just kind of stick with this program and it really like you said they have to hit their threes if they hit their threes they're winning these games they're not hitting them yeah they're not well, winning at least it's damn competitive it's competitive exactly yeah and like you said because that's the way you design this team I don't know who you're going to go out and get. If you bring in a big guy, you're just going to ruin what you've kind of created here. Uh, I I honestly don't know what they do, except for they have so much money tied up into this plan. They just got to keep going with it. And hopefully one of these years they break through and Harden. Harden is the biggest question mark for me. Like, I don't know. You can't fix what's wrong with him. I I don't know of a player just automatically becoming, you know, a killer in the playoffs when he's a killer during the season. So it's a head scratcher, man. Like I said, you gotta just, I mean, there's been times where Houston looks like they had a chance to win these games. Sure. You know, there's been times where it's like, okay, like they have a chance to win this game. They're not like completely out of it most of these games. So I'm just like, I, I don't know what you do to, to make any different, like get a better three point shooter. I, I don't know what yeah, else you can do. Serenimous shooters, either that or they're the option that they'll, they won't do is trade Harden. Because you would get a haul for him. Yeah, I, but who would you trade him for? Like <laughs> that, I don't know. That I well, yeah. I I mean, if you're you, truly blowing it up, trade it for as mm-hmm. many assets as you can possibly get. Because if if you can get all the all the stuff that OKC got for Paul George, you mm-hmm. should be able to get twenty five percent more for Harden. But you just have to find a trade partner. That's a good point. And that was also a unique situation where George said, "I want to go to the Clippers," and OKC had all the leverage in that mm-hmm. moment. So it's, I mean, it's a unique situation, but I don't think they'll do that. Um, Josh in the chat says fire the coach, but D'Antoni's contract is up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And 
he's the perfect coach for this person for this. Yeah. Cause he created this team to be like what he's always wanted. Yeah. I, my question to you is like Chris Paul, do you think they would have been done better if they stuck with Chris Paul? Well, no, Harden and Chris Paul don't like playing with each other. Yeah. That but, was the issue. Huh? Yeah. I mean, they're both happy. I think that they've, they've moved on mm-hmm. and now Chris Paul could end up uh, uh, Milwaukee's going to make a run at him. Although I looked at the cap situation and the salary mm-hmm. structures because he's going to get forty one million. You have to get, basically you have to convince OKC to take Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. and George Hill and like all these players that they don't want because they're older and they're not on the same mm-hmm. timeline. I just don't see how it's possible. But you know, you never know. Crazier things have happened. But yeah, I don't think it would be yeah. any better because who knows if they'd be disgruntled playing with one another. So. But you watch Chris Paul in that OKC game hitting big shot after yeah. big shot, keeping his team like doing what you needed Harden to do in these Laker games. And like he steps up to the plate. Westbrook doesn't do that, and Harden doesn't do that. And I started to wonder myself, like, is there any point where they're playing this game? They're like, God, we should have kept Chris Paul because he would have come up big in the end when Harden won it. But the problem is Harden doesn't cut play, he plays bad the whole game sometimes. So it's yeah, it's tough man. <laughs> it's really I mean, tough. as as far as like pure shooting, clutchability, would I prefer to have the ball in Chris Paul's hands or Westbrook's? It's Chris Paul's. Just because, yeah, he's steady Eddie. He's mm-hmm. a he's a true floor general. Um, but who knows what the outcome would have been? Just you know, yeah. they didn't want to play with each other anymore, yeah. so that kind of determined that reality. Um, all right, so you brought up the Clippers Nuggets game. It's do or die for the Nuggets tonight. Uh, do you think they they can extend this series another game? I, I don't think so. I think at the end of the day, on paper, the eye test, Clippers are just better. Uh, they're yeah. just a better team overall. And I actually feel that way about the Celtics, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but Denver surprised me. Listen, they got blown out. They were just pushed to the game seven. I think they were just they were just exhausted. They they weren't ready for that first game. But they definitely showed they had they could compete with the Clippers. That one game where uh, Joker was just hitting three after three, he was mm-hmm. pretty much doing whatever he wanted. It's game and, two, I believe. Yeah, and they still lost that game. Was that the game oh, they no. lost? Game no. two, they won. won. Game three is where like Denver was playing amazing, and they were leading for most of the game. Mm-hmm. And then the Clippers came back and won it in the fourth with really hard defense. They just literally like – closed up at the end of the third and it was not going to let them do anything. And the fact that they could just kind of go to other level on defense where it's like, let's just lock them down right now. And they succeeded and took the game over at the end. Denver played three perfect quarters. And I watched that game like, wow, they could beat, they could win this game. They're like dominating them. And then I saw the Clippers just at the end of the third quarter was like, let's turn it on. And then they end up winning the game. And that to me just shows First of all, also, there's a lot of veterans on that team. I love Beverly. I think he's, you know, amazing player who could affect the game, not with the ball, but just like on defense. He could just mess everybody up. He can mess up your rotation. He can mess up your pick and roll. To me, they have so many players that could just kind of take over on defense and offense. And to me, that's why I'm just like, Denver, they're too young. They need a couple more years. Maybe add another, some more role players that could add a little bit more to that team. But they they impressed me. They've done better than I thought they would. I really thought Utah was going to win that series. Okay. And listen, that you know, he went for 40, 50 points and like 40 points in three games. And 
he just is not going to be able to keep doing that. And he hasn't really done that at all yeah. this season. He was getting one-on-ones the whole time in Utah, he, and the Clippers are just shutting him down. He, it's a different level of talent on this team. Well, I think the, the Jazz are one of the best defensive teams mm-hmm. in the NBA, but I, I chose the the Nuggets in that series because once the Jazz don't have Bogdanovich, they don't have the offensive punch. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see Donovan Mitchell going off, and I certainly, not like that, but he had the potential, and I certainly mm-hmm. didn't see Jamal Murray yeah. just shooting what, 9 of 12 in that one game. He went for 50-something from three. And it was just like, who is this guy? Uh, he's been good, but this is stellar. Yeah. It was yeah. a flash in the pan. Like he wasn't even doing that in his game seven. He wasn't even that effective, honestly, Murray. Yeah. Yeah. So like to me, well, I think that both teams were tired though. That game was yeah. a low scoring. Just we're punching each other in the mouth, you know, mm-hmm. it breaking left and right. It was a, you know, they were both dead tired um, yeah. by the end of it. So much so that after the game, when Murray was getting interviewed by Van Pelt saying, do you think you guys are going to be ready? This game was on a Tuesday. Do you think you're going to be ready for the Clippers on a Thursday? And Murray was like, we got to play Thursday. Like (laughs) he's 23 years old and he was just spent. Yeah. Um, And I I think uh, you're right. Another year or so of seasoning Mm -hmm. this, if they can push this playoffs to say like a game six, they'll learn a lot from it. They already have a little bit of discord with Michael Porter Jr. running his mouth yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, where for those listening, if you didn't see it, Michael Porter Jr., you were, it was asked, you know, basically what, what can, what's, what's up with the offense, what's going on here. And he's like, listen, uh, I don't determine where the ball goes. That's done. It's done by the decision makers and the coaches. Um, you know, I joke at you and Murray are our superstars, but we need to move the ball around and get other guys involved. And while he might be right, you're a rookie trying to explain to veterans and, you know, all-stars and Joker's mm-hmm. been in the MVP discussion, how the game should be played when you couldn't get, you know, you've just been getting run as of late. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, Hey, young buck, shut <sighs> up, learn the game. But at the same time, yeah. another year under his belt, then coupled with yeah. the core nucleus they have. And Gary mm-hmm. Harris just got back from injury. He's only had, he's only got a couple games under his belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they get a full year out of him with Porter and they make, you know, Jeremy Grant, I think is super interesting and fits their team. Well, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his name? Paul Millsap is finally looking old after all these years. It's finally father time is caught up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I bet uh, he can still hit a corner three and uh, just sit there and wait for a shot to come to him. Yeah, he can, <laughs> but maybe they upgrade at that position and make some changes. Mm-hmm. This isn't their year. It's the Clippers to lose in my opinion. Yeah, no, like I said, I I think you're going up a very veteran team and a team that has a great future. They're up and coming. They got a lot of tools. They could build on it. Like the comments you just said, that sounds like a young team, somebody who's not quite ready for the playoffs and to really, you know, be a veteran player. So, yeah, I, I listen, Denver has done better than I thought. Um, I think they have a great future, but it's just they're not there yet. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. But do you think the Clippers close out tonight? I think they will. I think because they see the Lakers are going to probably close the series out. They don't want them. They want to get the rest. That's going to be a huge matchup. Uh, it's going yeah. to be a physical matchup. So I think they need to. Doc Rivers has got to be yelling at these guys. Let's put these guys away now. Let's get ready for the Lakers. Uh, let's not mess around. Because look what happened to Boston. 
they should not be in this game seven situation. If they would have played a little bit better and took it maybe a little bit more seriously earlier in the series, uh, they wouldn't be in this situation. And I don't think that's going to happen to them if they lose tonight. But just when you have your foot on their throat, just, you know, yeah, you put, gotta, put it down. You got to put exactly. it down. Apply more pressure exactly. as opposed to pulling off, which is, you know, yeah. it's what the Lakers did late in the game, and they almost ended up losing the exactly. game. They were up by so much, and they just kind of stopped caring. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would like to say, because leading into the series, I said best case for the Nuggets was it goes six games. So I'd like to believe that they could they could steal one more. They have the talent to do it, and especially if the Clippers don't show up to close out, um, they're not going to be able to win just straight on on talent alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Nuggets, look, Jokic and Murray can both go off for 30 apiece, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you just need you know a couple other guys to get you 10 or 15, and you're going to be a tough out. So it's not inconceivable, but if the Clippers play to the level that they can, given their depth, and I mean, they can go 9, 10 deep, and all those guys would be playing heavier minutes mm-hmm. with other teams just because they're that talented, like Jermichael Green or Patrick Patterson. There's, those guys would get a, be getting a lot of play on, mm-hmm. say, the Lakers yeah. or you know several of the teams that are still left in this. So, yeah, I'd like to believe the Nuggets could win tonight, and I'm, I'm going to say that this is going six, but I, I think I'm lying to myself, and I think the Clippers close out, but I'd like to see it go to a game six. Like For me, the only way that happens if the Clippers don't show up. If they just have a bad game, if they're just not hitting their shots, or they just don't look like they have the right energy, I think that's the only way Denver is winning. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. All right, let's move on to your squad. Yeah. Could have won game three. Uh, I was sitting in Look. my living room like game when I, when he that beautiful bounce pass from Kemba Walker. Yes, I was like the these and I was like, point five. Yeah, it's over. Nothing. It's over. I was celebrating. And then I was just. I was just could not believe he that pass. It, I was okay with Taco Falls coming in, throwing his hands up there. Yeah, yeah, the guy's seven something, th- throw his hands up I there. Seven six, and then you add the wingspan, it's probably almost mm-hmm. nine feet that you have to clear this ball over. Yeah, now I wonder if he wasn't in there though, would he have tried not to make that pass? Or would he have tried to gone for a shorter pass? Because maybe by having Taco there, he felt like he had to go high, he had to go over him. I, I don't know. That, that game, uh, just... I, I watching that play, I saw. Ananobi come across the baseline. And I was like, he's he's open. He's the only player open right but now. You because don't they have see that pass deep. very often. You, I, I can't remember last time I saw a pass for inbounds to go that far for a game winner. It's usually towards the hoop, top of the key. I just can't remember ever seeing a pass going that far yeah. across to a three-point for the win. And then Jalen Brown was literally about an inch and a half to two inches from right blocking. Right there. He, he was, was like so close. So close. I, uh, uh, and well, yeah. I give, I mean, he took some blame after the game, but man, he did the best he could to get back to that ball. But it was a perfect pass. Yeah, he did not have to move. He literally sat there, the ball hit his hands, and he just went right into a shot. It, I got to give them credit. It it was a perfect pass. Oh, yeah. And it was a clutch shot. Um, and then that, that last game, I actually thought the Celtics were going to pull it out, even when it went to like, when it went to OT and I was like, ah, the Celtics got this. I think so. Just mm-hmm. because the Raptors looked so gassed. Yeah. Uh, well, they're playing Kyle Lowry. They're, yeah. Lowry and fleet are playing like every minute of the game, basically. 
And yeah, Lowry played 53 minutes. If you told me before that game started that Smart was going to have as many points as he did, hit as many threes, and that Tice was going to have five alley-oops in the fourth quarter, I would have been like, game over, we won by 30. So this is where I give Toronto a shitload of credit because Boston didn't have a bad game. They played great. They, the only person who didn't really 100% show up was Kemba Walker. Uh, but again, that can happen sometimes when you have Jalen Brown and you have Smart having a great game. Like, that's when I see Kemba kind of – it's not that he takes a back seat, but, like, he probably doesn't feel he has to do as much because when you got Smart hitting three after three, you got Brown and you got Tatum doing really well. Yeah. You're probably And you're seeing Tice getting – you know, <laughs> dunk after dunk, alley-oops. You probably think, oh, Kemba Walker, it wasn't until after the game where I was like, wow, Kemba really didn't shoot that much and didn't really have that big of a game. But it kind of gets overshadowed by all these other players who are playing really well. Uh, but Toronto, man, Kyle, Kyle Lowry was just hitting three after three, like off a pick. And they were oh. just hitting nothing but bomb the net. He was so clutched that game. Um Oh, what's the other guy's name? Um, who hit the big three right at the end of regulation? Uh, Ponders, not Ponders. What's his name? Powell. Powell. Sorry, Powell. Powell had a big game for them that game, and yeah, that's that's they can what get it, guys like that, like OG in game yeah, three, exactly can hit those big shots, and they they have a bunch of different players. Um, but do you believe? Like, I believe Tatum could do that consistently. And Kemba can do that consistently. Uh, whereas Kyle Lowry, I'm not sure you can play 53 minutes again. That's asking a hell of a lot. And he's yeah. he's like Siakam has been hit miss as per usual yep. in the playoffs, just like last year where mm-hmm. he gave you 32 and the next game he gives you nine. Mm-hmm. And that was my question about the Raptors coming into the season. It's like if, if Siakam is genuinely going to make the leap, he's got to be consistent at a 20 some odd point per game. Um, and, but yeah, they have all leap. these different guys that can step up at, at different times and they just, you know, they have the right little pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, I, I like the Celtics going into this. I thought Me this too. could go seven. I still like the Celtics. I just think that they have more guys. Um, as I said to my last guest, the playoffs is about, okay, the defense knows they've had six games so far. Okay. He likes to go to his right here. Uh, he likes to go to his left on the baseline on this side. Mm-hmm. So they take away your favorite two, three things. I believe Tatum has another couple moves on top of that. And Kemba definitely has another couple moves on top of that. Whereas with the Raptors, I'm not sure, but at the same time, they're still, they're still hanging and banging in these games. Yeah. Listen, they won the championship last year. I know they don't have Kawhi. They're hoping Sakin would be the guy, but he's not really. Uh, for me, it really comes down to, I want, I looked back at a lot of stats from, you know, the series when Kemba has a big game, they win. And then usually, and they win big. Usually Kemba, has not played great in the losses. And I don't think that he's having a bad game. It's more that he's not being as aggressive. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, from Connecticut. I Kemba brought us a championship. When Kemba brought UConn Huskies a championship, he took that game over. He put the team on his back. Now, he doesn't need to do that. He has Tatum. He has Brown. He has Smart, who, could, you know, has been playing really well these playoffs. Yeah. But I think if he plays aggressive and is looking for his shot, and not just you know giving it to Tatum and Brown the whole game and try to be you know just a point guard. I want him to be aggressive because Brown's going to get his shots, Tatum's going to get his shots, Smart's going to get what he can. But if he if if to me if Kemba Walker is taking more than eleven shots or whatever he, he took like nine I think last game it was really low. I just need him to be more aggressive. Whether it's going to the hoop, 
dishing it out, taking some shots, doing a little step back three, whatever he needs to do, do what he does. And just, he needs to be a factor because I feel like some of these games that they lost, he didn't feel like he was a, he was just kind of the point guard. He wasn't attacking or trying to make his own shots. If he's doing that, it's going to make the defense come to him more and it's going to open Brown and Tatum more. I think the big three, the Tatum, Kemba, Brown, those are the big three of the Celtics. All three of them need to have a solid game across the board. It'll be like, this is such a defining kind of game on, on some level for both teams. Mm-hmm. Because for Toronto, it's like, okay, we need to go out and get somebody. We need to, a closer, which mm-hmm. we don't have right now. But if they win, just like, okay, it's more about the team. It's Ubuntu to steal from the Celtics. It's Bonami. We're all band of brothers in this together. And then for the Celtics, it's like, okay, do we need to add another piece? Is it at center? Do it flesh out the bench? But if they win it, uh, you know, it just changes the complexion of what you need to do in the offseason so much. Whereas other teams, like we brought up with Denver, it's kind of like roll it back. We're still yeah. young enough. We don't need to make all that big a, a changes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, it's for a game seven, this is going to be so excellent tonight. I love it because <laughs> I, I don't have a dog in the fight yeah. outside of wanting to see a good game. Uh, I yeah. picked the Celtics, so I guess, for pride. Mm-hmm. I, I want the Celtics, but I don't really care. So if Toronto wins, mm-hmm. so long as the game is good, I'm happy. But I feel like the Heat-Celtics series will be a lot more interesting. Uh, I think they just match up better than the Toronto if it was Toronto Heat, I just feel like that that'd be a better series. And I'm not just saying that because well, I'm a The NBA thing. wants yeah, Boston to win. For this. sure. Um, listen, I'm ready for the game tonight. I got I'm gonna order some food. I got drinks ready to go. Uh, you know, there's only what, what are you getting? You want to um, get cheese, I'm, fried cheese? I'm, I'm gonna order some I'm going, you know, this is super plain, just Buffalo Wild Wings. There's one a few streets from my house. I'm gonna order some wings and fries, have it delivered probably right before halftime. So I'm like right in the thick of things. Uh, and that way, if it's really bad uh, and we lose, I could just eat what whatever's kind of, left. <laughs> what kind of sauce are we talking on the? Wings, I'm a, so? I, listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a wimp, man. I'm a I don't go mild, but I'm a medium hot sauce. <laughs> I don't go hot. I don't go that Parmesan cheese, garlic, whatever. I just go medium <laughs> buffalo sauce. Just want the wings and the fries. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I fucking hate wings. I Do hate you, wings. what? Are you kidding I hate me? Wings. How do you hate Dude, wings? Yeah. It just you bite into it and then you get like tendons and whatnot and you're like, oh, this is so disgusting. Whereas steak, like steak on the bone, no yeah. problem. I'll eat it all day long. Wait, man. So do you like boneless wings? It, you mean chicken tenders? Sure. Who doesn't like chicken tenders? <laughs> well, no, they have the little boneless ones. Yeah, I prefer, yeah. Listen, it's I'm a, a fucking chicken tender is what it is. Just yeah. chopped down to wing size and then molded True. into wing shape. I listen, I'm a bone in guy. I like to know that it came from an animal. <laughs> I, I like to see the bone after I eat, take oh, a bite. Just, the people that like the, the drumstick one and yeah. they'll put it in their mouth and just. No, oh, that's horrible. Like, dude, that's so disgusting. No, I'm with you so on disgusting. that. I'm with you. I eat like a corn and a cob. I just get the meat and I toss it. I don't eat just, all the cartilage. So little meat though. It's like, it's, what's the point of why am I paying a premium for three ounces of meat? That's true. I do have an air fryer. So sometimes I make my own at home. Okay, well, now, now you're saying cash. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I buy into it at that point. But uh, game seven, I'm ordering Uber Eats. They'll deliver it to me. I'm not going to go out and get it because I want to prepare for this game. I love game sevens, even if they're not my team. But when it's your team, everything is just amplified. Uh, every possession counts. Like it's different. Oh, yeah. It's just different. It's a different I, beast. And you know, this is the first. Eastern Conference game, I believe, in the semis that's going to be the late game. It's always been the Western yeah, it's Conference. Yeah, they moved to 8 o'clock, yeah. 
Yeah, they bumped because it's the better game. It's going to one that's going to draw more eyes than Denver Clippers. Yeah, uh, I I believe in Kemba Walker. I think he's going to come out. He's going to have an aggressive game, and I think with him being aggressive, it's just going to help the rest of the team. I think it's going to open up Tatum more. It's going to Brown. Smart's going to hit his things. Tice is going to you know hopefully still get some more alley oops. Uh, I look back to that game a couple games ago when they won by like almost thirty points. And that's when I thought the series was over. I was like, Toronto's yeah. just done. They're tired. So again, I got to give a lot of credit to Toronto. They fought back that double OT. Every time it went to the overtime, I thought the Celtics were going to just pull it out. And Me too. Toronto just kept fighting, man. You got to give them credit. Yeah. Now uh, that late in game Tatum throw where he thought a uh, nurse. Yeah. Was... What the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't find fault in that because the the coach can be on the sideline, so it's not like he was trying to yeah, do it. But he had like one foot in the corner, like on the line, and I didn't notice it in the moment. It wasn't until the commentators pointed it out, like a few minutes later, and I was like, "Yeah, what really? the why? Yeah, the fact that Tatum didn't make any, he didn't complain about it at all. He was just like, "Oh, I threw it out to the wrong guy." Like they should have made an argument. Like, why is this guy on the court? You're not going to win it. So why make yeah, the but, argument? Just move but on. Cause then the rest, you know what the rest of the NBA, they have makeup fouls all the time. They might give them a, a pass yeah. and a player too. Yeah, as evidenced by that Bucks heat yeah. game where Middleton got maybe fouled. That to uh, me was closer to being called. Yes. Than Jimmy Butler. I touched his side and somehow yeah. it's a makeup call to decide the game. It's like, anything. it looked like he was trying to stop him from falling. Like he was trying to help him in some way that Milwaukee, you know, we should probably talk about Milwaukee because the whole Yana situation, uh, you know, so many ways you can go with that. Very much like Harden had a great season. Didn't show up, but yeah. Uh, their, their payroll, this year uh, is only going to be three million more than what they're already on the hook for next year. They're, I think, Ooh. 100, 132 million guaranteed next year versus 135 this year. So they're they're fucked. And like, Giannis I don't is a free. They do. Yeah, and Giannis is a free agent, and everyone's going to yeah, come. Yeah, one season left. Yeah, but it's going to be twelve months of what are you going to do? Where are you going? Where are you going to go? Yeah, year. And if he's going to leave, he needs to tell them, do the honorable thing, tell them early and be like, I just don't see it happening here. Uh, trade me and yeah. get, get as much as you possibly can back. Uh, it's so interesting because, you know, they were, they had the most wins during the regular season. Uh, Lakers were looking really good. Cause I think the last time the Lakers Milwaukee played, the Lakers won right before the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm so curious, like those months off and not having, you know, that momentum, even Houston had a lot of momentum building up at that time. I'm so curious how different the playoffs would have been. And, and then there's the whole home court thing. Even the some of the Bucks were complaining. I think Giannis even said, like, well, maybe if we were home, we had our the crowd. Yeah, if you're looking for excuses. Yeah, exactly. That That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does make me wonder, like, how much the home court advantage. And there has been some, like, statistics saying that the shooting ha- percentage has gone higher for every team in the bubble. Yeah. So, I mean, free throws are definitely yeah. up across the board. And then yeah. certain guys have are on the record saying this is a shooter's gym. Yeah. So for me, it's like this bubble does have effect on some of these teams. And yeah. part of me will always be curious if we had just a traditional season with playoffs and home court advantage, 
what what could have been different because Houston is one of those teams I really felt like fed off the energy of their home crowd when they're hitting three after three it was almost like they it would just feed into the energy that they had and so that home court advantage has got to be a factor in some ways for some of these teams I I agree wholeheartedly yeah, uh, for others them. I don't know if it will make any difference whatsoever because a they just never had a shot or b mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't seem to matter they're designed to win yeah so basically I'm thinking of the Clippers as I say that. But with sure. Milwaukee, it's like, okay, Giannis does what Giannis does. Mm. Who's going to consistently get me a shot outside of Giannis? And it's a big fat question mark. Well, it's the same thing. It's what yeah. I said all season long, mm-hmm. coming into the season, uh, going into the playoffs. It's just like, this is great, but the playoffs are different and you need somebody else. And then Middleton would have a great game and then have a bad game and well, then have a good game and then have least, a mediocre game. At least he was having good games though. I feel like uh Bledsoe just was kind of yeah. like there. He he never he they gave him a big contract extension. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's gonna be worth it because he just doesn't seem listen, Giannis is gonna get mostly attention. And I think when he played with them and when he went out with that ankle injury, you saw the team become a little more fluid. Whereas earlier in the series, I felt like give Giannis the ball, everyone go stand in a corner, let him produce. That's what it should be, though. Let's just make the defense collapse, kick out to a shooter. Hopefully the shooter's wide, take the shot. But the problem is nobody outside of Giannis can create their own shot except for sometimes Middleton. Yeah. And and then, like, George Hill was the best three-point shooter in the league by percentage. mm -hmm. And, you know, that didn't really translate into the playoffs. Uh, It's not like he was bad, but he wasn't the best shooter in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, Bledsoe is, is Bledsoe at this point. And Splash yeah. Mountain um, had some good games, but then, you know, had some okay games and really need him. And I think the the biggest death knell for potentially Giannis coming back, like, okay, next year they could make the finals. If he chooses to say, I don't trade me, and they make the finals, maybe he yeah. stays. But they have no young talent coming down the pipeline because they've been so good now for the past few years and they traded away some picks to get like Bledsoe. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and they didn't retain Brogdon because they had to make a choice between Lopez or Brogdon and boy, they could have used his shot making ability. Uh, you know, Lopez is nice, but Brogdon would really help yeah. with their offensive punch and he plays good defense, which is something else that you guys do anyway. Uh, that to me was, I, I couldn't believe they did that, but it, it's the, Trade uh, and the contract for Bledsoe that's really the basically the anchor holding them down. They've got too much money tied up in a guy that's just not mm-hmm. worth the, the salary figure that he's getting. Well, listen, Giannis, I think the thing is he's still young. Uh, his free throws shooting yeah. has been pretty awful these playoffs. Um, there's a lot of things he could add to his game that make him an even better player, which is scary because he's still really good. Um, but a, a lot of people have been debating like online and reading some articles like, uh, he needs another component. He needs someone else that can make their own shot and yeah. draw some attention off him. Uh, imagine if you're getting double and you're kicking out to, you know, I think they're, they're one of the teams that are probably going to go for Chris Paul. I've been reading. Um, and yeah. They just, the money doesn't match up. They, doesn't they match have up. to put Middleton in that deal. Yeah. And I, if I'm OKC, I don't know if I want to pay Middleton because he's four more years and Oof. it ends up right where Paul's contract is now 41 mm-hmm. million. He ends up in the forties. Wow. Do you want to play Chris Middleton 40 some odd million dollars a year four years from now? I don't. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's really up to Giannis. I guess. Does he want to stay in Milwaukee? Cause you don't I mean, give, you don't give him up unless you have to. Exactly. If, if they <laughs> so, can do 
Chris Paul and be like, all right, you can have our 2023 first rounder, our 2025 first rounder, mm-hmm. and then we make all the contracts match up. Like if you can get several first rounders for it, I do it mm-hmm. if I'm OKC, especially yeah. if I can get any kind of expirings. If you get George Hill and Ersan Ilyasova, and you can make it match up, but you're probably going to have to take Bledsoe in this mix. And there's just, I, I don't want him above yeah. OKC. It's just eating up too much cap space for too yeah. long. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what Milwaukee does. Because um, like I said, you don't give up Giannis unless he wants to absolutely go. Exactly. Uh, and and I hope good. he stays. I yeah. hope he stays. He seems like he wants to stay. Uh, something, if if they can, yeah, put a yeah. winning team around him. Yeah, he yeah. does. I think he does. I, yeah, he doesn't seem like the type who's going to jump onto a super team. Um, at least I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know, man. Who knows? Miami's courting him. Dallas is courting him. Yeah. State, Dallas know, is interesting. Like, they want to get rid of Porzingis probably because he's had several knee issues. I think and- they keep him. And then now you have Giannis at the four, Porzingis at the five, Luke at the one. Put two more shooters in there. Nobody can stop this team. Yeah, Porzingis, but he's anytime a big guy like that has like deep knee problems, it's just gonna get worse. I feel like, and there's a damn good chance. Yeah, at least he, it's not foot problems. Foot yeah, problems he, would be bigger. And he doesn't want to put on more weight. He's like, you know, they tried putting more weight on him, and he said he didn't want to do it. He's at the point where he's comfortable. Um, I, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 there's I a know. lot of teams that Giannis could fit in. As yeah. long as they have shooters, he'll fit effortlessly with listen if you want to stay in green uh Celtics can't afford him but <laughs> I that's the thing is like some people are like would you trade Giannis for like Brown and Tatum or something like that and I was like probably not <laughs> I think Tatum is in a couple of years is going to be one of the best of the best he's got he's got a chance to yeah. be a superstar he's got a genuine chance genuine Brown chance. has a chance to be a perennial all-star yep uh and to give up two of those for one Giannis, guy, even though that yeah. guy is an apex predator, yeah. is really difficult. It's really, especially with the way the league's going. Um, I think Giannis, you know, the fact that he has a little bit of a three point shot to him is a big deal. But just the way the league's going, man, they're getting away from big guys and they're going, you know, not the not extreme like Houston, but a lot of teams are going for just you got power forwards playing centers at some of these teams. Yeah, and, well, and everybody needs to be able to shoot threes, like exactly. everybody. Yeah, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, skill sets that didn't exist 20 years ago in bigs now mm-hmm. are a requirement. Requirements, yeah. Yeah, you don't make it into the league. Would it would it be like if a Shaq type character came back into today's so, NBA? Shaq could still exist <laughs> yeah. because he's Shaq. He's Shaq, yeah. It's a one in a lifetime kind of yeah. do that big. But yeah. like Greg Ostertag, he's not making the league. <laughs> Craig Shaq is drafted in the first first round. It's just not. <laughs> The guy looked like a caveman, just yeah, <laughs> but odd. Any big numbering yeah. dude mm-hmm. does not make unless he is athletic enough to basically yeah. be able to guard the four mm-hmm. and the five minimum. And mm-hmm. you need to shoot from the yeah. very least corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally different, man. It's totally different. Yeah, the game has evolved to a degree. And personally, I like it. I know a lot of people lament the increase in three-point shooting, but it's it just opens up. It means teams are no longer out of these games where the other squad has a yeah. big lead. Just they hit a couple threes. They're making they're eating away at this lead really quickly, as evidenced by the Rockets last night. They were down the entire game, and then suddenly with three minutes or two forty-five left in the game, it's a five-point game. 
yeah, which is crazy. I didn't. I thought that game was over. So when I saw it got that close, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's Houston. You weren't wrong when you texted. You yeah. could probably turn that off. It's like I yeah. was already having that thought, but it's like I, I want to watch this this game. Yeah, uh, I mean Kansas City's destroyed Texans after by halftime. It was like twenty four seven. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I guess both of these games are pretty much kills. It's because uh, I I assumed as much. The Texans, yeah. When you get rid of uh, when you get rid of your best receiver, probably the best one of the best receivers in all the league. I'll never understand top three guy. Yeah, I'll never league. understand why you would do that. Because you know the the Bill O'Brien, the genius that he is, doesn't want to pay him long term. He's like, okay, well, you're going to give that money to Johnson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> injury prone as hell, and yeah. yeah. So when that is the case, now if it was. KC versus like Baltimore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well now we got Lamar versus Mahomes. We got a good defense against a stellar offense. Yeah. That's super interesting. So that's why I'm like, I will continue to watch this Rockets Lakers game because there's more intrigue to me here. True. Plus I I'm NBA first. I watch more NBA than anything else. Yeah. Well, it's, well, there's so many more games, but um, for me, like NFL is probably my number one. I'm just a huge Patriots fan. Uh, this year is just going to be freaking weird. I don't Kim Newton. I have no idea who's going to show up Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, watch, and I think the best game this weekend to me is the Saints versus Tampa. Uh, two high-powered offenses going at it, with both have pretty decent defenses. So I think that's I think that's the late game on Fox too this weekend or CBS. I know I think it's Fox, but it's like the marquee game this weekend. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm to me this is the first time going in 20 something years where I don't have the rock that is Tom Brady. Like, no matter how bad the team was, you're like, we had Tom Brady. Listen, I I know. Like every Lakers fan that complained about not making the playoffs for a couple of years is just like, dude, go look at the rest of the league. You are the anomaly. Uh, Congratulations. Your your franchise is located in Los Angeles, which is Uh the natural draw for every player here because most of them own homes and Mm -hmm. almost all of them their summers out here playing pickup basketball uh, and doing their, you know, fucking workouts and off season bullshit. Yeah. Just the whole like, Oh man, we longest Laker playoff drought. Shut, shut up. Just yeah. shut up. No, listen, I, I get it. I've been, it's been a history of riches for me. I can't complain. I, that's why I, I love Tom Brady. He could go do whatever he wants. Uh, he'll forever. He has a free pass. You can do anything. I don't care. He, yeah. He's, he's, he's our quarterback. It. Yeah. He's earned it. So, um, but yeah, I, but, it is great, but again, basketball and the NBA playoffs at the same time. I love it. <laughs> I love being able to watch the Patriots and watching the Celtics later that day, um, or whatever how it turns out to be. Uh, it's going to be weird to see how the NBA season changes. Is it going to go yeah. back? I know they're already delaying some things. Like, are they going to start keeping it during the summer? I liked. It. I hate the summers when there's no sports. Oh no! Like when it's baseball only, that dead yeah. six weeks uh, to two months. Like, it's horrible. I, Why not? Any sport. Why not move the NBA season into like the summertime? And that way you have football during the fall. Ratings are down yeah. during the summer. You're making the trade off of a, a lot of, uh, or at least a, a several teams have floated the, why don't we just move it? Because this, mm-hmm. you know, COVID has impacted us now going forward. We start the season on December 25th when we roll out our four game, five game schedule yep. that we do every Christmas year. And games, yep. Yeah. Just do it all there. And then, finals will be in august uh mm-hmm. but then you also have things like next year you got the olympics in august that's true and the yeah. nba nba finals could end up the first week of 
August or however it times out because Adam Silver originally they were doing it the beginning of December was going to be the start and now yep. Adam Silver intimated that that's not going to happen because they're mm-hmm. without fans they're not going to start back up you know this this year is the outlier they're going to get back to having live fans because guess what owners and players are losing a lot of money yeah by not having fans in the but stands can you imagine winning the championship in this bubble and then just two months later going back into a new season that's insane i know they're gonna have off a little bit more time than that but yeah oh yeah you have to do you still have the draft we still have yeah. free agency we still have training camp how, like, how are you gonna do all that in that short amount of time yeah it's <laughs> it's a i mean they're packing in before they basically you know f- have been floating the idea of pushing the season back it was going to be three four weeks to pack yeah. in all kinds of huge events within the nba now free agency amazingly every year when free agency starts at midnight numerous guys have already lined up inked long-term yeah, deals yeah but there's been no collusion no <laughs> no you know tampering yeah. and whatnot uh so free agency is not as big a deal but the draft is pretty huge and then you need to bring yeah. that those guys in and get them acclimated to your system and you know playing with your, your this team. is a pretty weak draft this year though too yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about the players until they actually start playing NBA basketball. <laughs> gotcha. So. So, okay. Well, you got March Madness. Do you watch March Madness when it's on? Um, I. I mean, I used to devoutly watch it. Now uh, I kind of cherry pick games. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't start watching till this is like the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. You know, I. I, I don't... used to start day one that that uh, really? the first day. Even in high school, our teachers would let us turn on the TVs that were in the rooms, wow. knowing that we didn't give a shit. <laughs> And for those two days, it was the only Damn. two days we were allowed that Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And <laughs> Hall, we're watching it, and at lunchtime, we're watching it. Just like, there's too much. Back. Come on, basketball, I mean, guys. I did miss it. I did miss March Madness this year. I, I can't lie. Um, I love watch because those games, I love the single elimination. I love, you know, oh, those college so those college players just play with a different kind of emotion and intensity. It's, you know, it's not about money. It's about winning the championship, and that's all it really is. So for me... I really miss March Madness this year. And it's for me, it's a who am I gonna look at for the NBA draft? Yeah. So I, I definitely do that. Like I'll tune in mm-hmm. when there's enough hype around somebody. Like I watch John ja Morant. Yeah. And that's what pisses me off about college basketball. Watching him play, it's like this dude is so clearly ready for the NBA, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. his teammates are never gonna play anywhere except in Israel. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just like this guy is so talented and the rest of you were it's frustrating to watch and that's why yeah. i stopped watching at college because it's like dude that's wide open there's nobody within two feet of you you well, need yeah. to at least come close to making that shot you'd watch highlights with zion williamson and you're like it's a man amongst boys so yeah. at times he was making blocks and dunks that were like nba level and he's like these kids can't guard him yeah i watched like four or five duke games it's the most yeah. college basketball we played because <laughs> this kid is so ridiculously so athletic ridiculous. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we wrap yeah. it up there. So, <laughs> yep. Perfect. Good luck to your Celtics tonight. Thank you. Uh, I feel confident. Uh, I think, you know, Brad Stevens is going to get them in, get them where they need to be. I think Kemba's going to be aggressive. I would listen. People want a good game tonight. I, I'm be honest. I want it to be a 30 point blowout. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be sitting there, you know, clawing at my Swinging couch chair. Yeah. yeah. I, I want every time the, the Patriots have been to the Super Bowl. I've been like, just let them kill them. Let me relax and enjoy the game. <laughs> like, I want there just to be a, a destroy, but I don't think it's going to happen. Toronto has shown they have too much heart. Uh, they're, they're just too well 
they have too much heart to let that happen, I think, in the game seven. So I think it's going to be close, but I'm hoping the talent, the coaching of the Celtics, you know, I think they have fresher legs. They're not, they have been running the players to the ground as much as Toronto has had to do. So I'm hoping that all comes to head today and they walk away and they're able to play Miami. And that Miami series is going to be fantastic. And obviously I'll be rooting for the Celtics, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Miami Heat beat the Celtics or Celtics beat the Heat. Yeah, we shall see. I, I've been maintaining the line of whoever wins this Celtics Raptors series takes the Eastern Conference. I hope but you're right. <laughs> that, was, that was also before Miami's just demolished. Well, the Pacers, you can see yeah. a sweep. I figured the Pacers would get may, maybe one, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised. Um, just TJ Warren was fool's gold, and uh, you know, it, Oladipo isn't fully back. Sabonis mm-hmm. isn't there. It's not that that's surprising, but then to only lose one game to the Bucks, to just like, that should have been a much closer series, and it yep. wasn't. Um, yeah. So the heater, but I'm still, I'll maintain. I'm not going to deviate now, just because mm-hmm. it's. I'm still whoever wins this is going to yeah. take the East. Um, I and, may have to eat those words. Who gives a shit? And again, Butler's one of those guys who is going to, if the game, he'll, he'll step up to the moment. He's not going to yeah. disappear in the fourth quarter. He's going to be right there in your face. And those he are the plays like Westbrook should. He yeah. only shoots threes when the team needs him to shoot a three. Exactly. And those are the players I'm more worried about. There's there's no, I mean, Lord, Kyle Laurie's kind of, he has to go to the plate several times in this, but it's definitely more of a team thing. Whereas I feel like Butler could just be like, we're not losing this game. Yeah, let's do this. So that's the one I'm more worried about. Um, and then yeah, we both have Clippers, Lakers. So yeah, who do you have? Real quick, who do you have between the Clippers and Lakers? Who are you picking? Clippers. Yeah, I'm with you. Clippers. Yeah, they just have too much depth. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> they can they can withstand LeBron and AD getting 35 yeah. because they can shut down everybody else. True. So it's like okay, well, that's that's fine. And the Clippers have enough guns yeah. to make up for that. Uh, that you know, 60 to 70 points that they could you know, fork over, but totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like a sweep. Obviously it's not going to be a sweep. AD and LeBron will, they will will a game or two out of that series alone. Yeah. It could go seven. I have no idea, but I still think ultimately Clippers depth Mm -hmm. uh, and they just, they, their matchups are so much better once you get past LeBron and AD. So if you have Clippers coming out and Boston coming out, how do you feel about that matchup? uh, Clippers, Clippers, all the way. I think it's the Clippers to lose this year. Okay, gotcha. I, 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 as a Celtics fan, even I would have to agree with you. If like I was, if I was, that's if it comes down to Celtics Clippers, and I had to bet a thousand dollars of my money, I'd put it on the Clippers. But I would be rooting the hell out for the Celtics. But yeah. I think the smart money is on the Clippers. It is. I just. Yeah. But that being said, this isn't the Warriors or other teams where it's yeah. fait accompli. They could totally lose. Totally agree. Yep. It's not, it's, this is not a foregone conclusion. Yep. Um, but it's just right now projecting it. That's the team that I think is the team to beat and everybody knows it. Yeah. I um, agree. What dude, Josh, it's been too long, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, man. Listen, um, I love movies, but it's great to come out and talk sports. Uh, I just been taking it all in. and <laughs> It's nice to be able to spew it out somewhere. <laughs> Well, good. That's that's the outlet that we all need. Yeah, exactly. I hope you enjoy your time on the show today. Is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I have a YouTube channel, JT Movie Thanks, where I do movie reviews. It has been very active in the past five or four months. Uh, I did go see Tenet, which I didn't really enjoy, unfortunately. 
Um, but yeah, check out that channel. I, I did do a couple videos throughout the summer, like ranking some franchise movie franchises. And once movies do start to re, you know, take the theaters again, I will start regularly doing reviews. Wonder Woman just got pushed to December. That was the next one that was coming up. That was big. So <laughs> don't look for my YouTube channel to have be too active until movie theaters decide to reopen fully <laughs> well yeah at the very least follow him on twitter at jt yeah movie there you thing. go it's down there right yeah, it is, yeah exactly it's, it's right there on the screen for those and <laughs> for those listening um because we do the, the bulk of this is by audio it's at jte oh. movie thanks yeah um and hit him up there uh my thanks to everybody that joined us today you can follow me anywhere at matt nost um if you're watching this please subscribe to the channel otherwise if you're listening uh subscribe to the feed of your choice and give us a review on the podcast platform that you use more often more most often rather uh i'd really appreciate that and that is it this week for dropping dimes i'll see you guys back here at noon uh next wednesday adios